0: Hi, welcome Hi. to the show. How about you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, my name is Bennett Foddy. Uh, I'm a philosopher at Oxford University, and I wrote the games uh, Quop, Gerp, and Pole Riders.
0: Okay, and um, did any of them get nominated or win any kind of awards, or what's?
1: Haven't won any awards. I did pick up an IGF nomination on uh, Gerp at the last uh, at the last IGF
0: okay cool yeah that's that's what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. um, so so you were at GDC then in San Francisco that's right yep okay. and um, what's for the audience out there what's GURP about
1: so GURP is about uh, climbing a uh, a rock face uh, I guess in, in technical rock climbing parlance it's uh, you're free soloing up a cliff you're uh, you don't have any ropes you you're not using your legs you're just using your hands to pull yourself up uh, the cliff and all of the little handholds on the cliff are represented by letters on the keyboard. So you hold down uh, letters on the keyboard to uh, make your little guy uh, grab on to different
0: parts of the cliff and haul himself up. Okay. And what, what inspired the idea?
1: Well, I guess I've, I mean, there have been a, a sort of off and on, there's been a history of, uh, of rock climbing games in, in the video game world. Uh, most famously, I guess, uh, Crazy Climber in the arcades. Um, And I'd always wanted to make one, but I guess I I, I didn't feel like anybody had really nailed the control mechanism. Uh, And I was just sitting and I was talking to my uh, wife one day about something completely unrelated and the idea just popped into my head that that I could achieve this by uh, drawing a kind of an analogy between the cliff face and the space on your keyboard where all the keys are (laughs) laid out. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it was then just a process of uh, prototyping and uh, trying out different things to see what worked, uh, and it sort of began to take
0: shape. Yeah, and in your prototyping process, um, can you talk, talk about that? What, you know, How did the prototype process work for, for this game?
1: Right, so I'd already made uh, some physics-based games uh, with, with ragdoll physics have a game called Little Master Cricket, as well as uh, Quop, which is uh, better known, I guess. Both of those involve uh, uh, characters who are made of sort of a, a two-dimensional ragdoll where you control their muscles in, in one way or another. So I had some, some practice in doing that. Uh, so I, first of all, I set out to make the, the ragdoll simulation. Okay. And, and then for controlling his arms, I just had to implement a very basic algorithm called inverse kinematics, which, which allows you to tell a character which way the various limbs should, should point. And I had it basically up and running pretty quickly. Uh, but then there are, there are certain kinds of things that, that it's, it's a game which is, I guess, dictated by technical constraints as much as anything else, because it turns out you can't use more than two keys on your keyboard at any given time because of the way yeah, computer keyboards are made. Originally, I wanted it to be that you could control all four of his limbs and kind of position them one by one. Um, but I had, to, I had to change it to just hands-only as a, as a limitation of the keyboard. And that's basically how I got to the design of gurb.
0: Okay. And um, when, you were te- when you were doing these prototypes, did you run it by any people? Were you getting any feedback from your wife or anyone else about certain tweaks yeah, we, that would work?
1: In the indie games community, there's extremely uh, lively uh, and supportive group of, of, of people for, who love to give feedback and advice and... Uh, there's a number of different forums, and there's Twitter, and there is uh, Skype. Um, it's been an amazing resource, actually. And I think what's, what, this is one of the things that's really fueling the uh, resurgence of solo and small team developers, is that there is this giant resource for, for testing. Cause I mean, that's the main thing that makes uh, solo development hard. We, we yeah. have all these wonderful tools now that allow you to put a, get, put a game together on your own, but getting testers is not so easy.
0: And what uh, was the th-
1: internet makes it possible, I, I, I guess.
0: Yeah. And what was the response then from the testers when you were showing, to, showing it to them? Um, you know, what, what feedback, uh, what changes did they suggest?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not a very good programmer. And I think the, the first thing that I got out of that process was they actually encouraged me to fix the bugs, of which there were very, very, very many. Okay. Uh, I I tend to be a little uh, lazy with these things and if it wasn't for people pushing me to add a certain amount of polish. Uh you know, so so I, I you know, I, I said before that one of the things was that the keyboard doesn't work well if you have to hold down more than two keys. Yeah. And what that means is it just doesn't always process your input. And I was you know, in my lazy way, I was prepared to just let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> um but they pushed me to find an alternative solution. And I think that's how you wind up with uh, inspiration and sort of creativity when you're making video games.
0: So were you posting, say, links to your prototypes over Twitter? Or, or how did you get the you know, community involved to actually give you this feedback? Because you're right. Yeah, okay. I mean,
1: I, yeah that's that, right. I mean, I, I usually start with a uh, small uh, forum that's not open to the public. Okay. Um, in the past, I've also uh, used uh, public forums as well. Um, I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? I think when you uh, do a, uh, any kind of creative uh, project, you don't want to give too much away to too many people. Uh, there's, there's a sense in which you, your motivation and your energy depends on having some secrets left in reserve, something to reveal oh, to, really? your, to your customers and also to your, to your colleagues. Okay. Um, so I, I like to be able to do it in a sort of a private way. Uh, and thankfully, there's a few different uh, sort of design email lists and forums that are, that now make that possible.
0: So even when you're sharing it then with people preliminary, you still try to maybe hold a few things back because it gives you energy? Can you explain more about that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess it's difficult to put my finger on exactly why this is. And it's not exactly the same for all people and all projects. Some sure. people love to have a... A, a development log that everybody can see, and they post every single thing that they do on there and it's it, th- that's motivating for them uh, for me what's motivating is sort of looking ahead to the time when I can reveal what i've been doing to people i like I like seeing their fresh reactions okay, and I think the more I tell people about stuff before i 'm ready to put it out uh, the the less you know the less of a reaction there will be yeah uh, uh, you know, is, it's, it's a nice to give people a, a complete creative product that they can then kind of um, digest as a unit.
0: Okay. And, you know, once you finished, what, what inspired you to submit to IGF?
1: So I had a bunch of people encouraging me to, and it was really just uh, speculative because it's a, it's a very uh, small uh, web game. It's not the kind of thing that usually gets nominated for the IGF, I guess. But you know, I just uh, you know, I thought it would be fun uh, to be able to go and meet everybody, and I couldn't really justify uh, taking time off from my day job unless I had uh, some reason to be there.
0: And um, you know, once you got nominated, uh, what's what's been the response? What's been the feedback? And I guess what's been um, yeah the experience you've had now meeting other developers as they come to know you from your IGF nomination.
1: It's been really fun. I mean, one of the things I didn't realise was that uh, I had uh, pre-existing fans in AAA studios. Um, I heard from uh, Maxis, for example, that they have a, a weekly uh, uh, office video game league, and they've been playing my games. Uh, and I heard from people uh, at uh, Naughty Dog and uh, at Epic, and so on. And 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 you know, it was it was nice to realise that that uh, people in the in that part of the, I guess, the other end of the video game world uh, are paying attention to what goes on in my end.
0: And, you know, so do you primarily then focus on small web games? Are are there any specific types of genres that you enjoy making?
1: I I guess I've most focused on, on making games with a sort of a sport inspiration or aspect to it.
0: Okay, and so... Do the sports lend lend itself to physics? I mean, are you primarily yes. focused on the physics, or are there some mini games that you've made that have no physics and, and it's just a side scroller or something else like
1: yeah, that? I made I made a game that was a, that's a two player pole vault battle. It's not really a sport. Yeah. Um, it's 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 more of a kind of a crazy battle uh, that's called Pole Riders. I've made a game a puzzle game called Evacuation that was about uh, saving sp- uh, spacemen on a on a spaceship um so you know i'm not i'm not wedded to the sporting thing it's not like i'm in fact i don't even really play sports i'm not like a crazy sports person no. but i you know i've often thought that um you know one of the things you you get a lot for free when you make games about sport you get you first of all you get a subject that people are interested in yeah uh, you get a set of rules that people already know um and you get a sort of a set of, of visuals that people can comprehend. And so it makes it easier to communicate the gameplay to people if you harness sport.
0: And um, when, you, when you make these web games, do you primarily release them just on your site? Or do you also try to put them on all these Flash portals and stuff like that? I think to begin with,
1: I did uh, go to Flash portals. Um, but now I just publish on my own site. I started to think, why would I be paying money to a middleman the deal is actually quite poor on most uh uh, flash sites um you know this is not a criticism of people who are running those sites i think they have settled on a particular business model but i think a lot of uh, people who make games with a sort of a mass appeal could do better if they
0: self-published and do you try to go through flash game license or any of these other places to get sponsorship and stuff like that
1: no, I mean, again, I, I did that a couple of times when I was first setting out. Uh, but I think, you know, I've done much better financially from uh, publishing just to my own website. Okay. And that way you also retain the rights to do things like make iPhone ports, which I've done a few of, um, yeah. and, uh, and to re-leverage the IP.
0: Yeah, and moving forward then, um, you know, what, what types of games are you going to be making? Are you going to still focus on any web games, sports-based games, or on mobile?
1: I love, web, I love making web games, partly because it's, you, know, you, you can supply them for free and still yeah. make money off of it. Uh, I like the idea that you know, I was a kid once, I didn't have a credit card. It was very hard to get games uh, back in the, in the 80s when I was quite young. Uh, I was desperate to play video games, couldn't uh, afford them a lot of the time. And now I think kids of that age go online and they've got these enormous numbers of web games they can play. I, I love that. Um, so I, I'll keep doing that as long as I can, I guess in the, in the long run, flash is obviously going to go away uh, and we'll be looking to alternatives to replace it. Um, but I also love the, uh, the, the portable devices. The nice thing about the iPhone and Android is you again, don't have to really deal with, uh, much in the way of uh, bureaucracy or middlemen to be able to publish a game. If you compare yeah. it to like PlayStation or something like that.
0: And, and you can make it free there and also have ads there too. So exactly. Exactly. So, so it's the same benefit in many ways. So is your preference done for web games or for portable now? Like is it?
1: I think what I really like about web games as well is there's the immediacy. Uh, you know, as a kind of a creative person, what I like is I finish it, I feel like people are ready to see it, and then it's online in five minutes. And then if I decide I need to make a change, I can make a change in five minutes. I don't need to ask anybody's permission. So there's a freedom there that I just love. Yeah. Uh, and I've done better financially out of my web games than out of my uh, other games as well.
0: And what would you say then, um, you know, is the goal moving forward in terms of game design? Um, I mean, like, how, how has your game design understanding or your understanding of, you know, game development changed since, you've, since you released your first game, moving up to your, to your latest game?
1: So the first game I put out was called Too Many Ninjas, and at that stage I was really just sort of barely understanding how to make a game. Um, I, you know, was following tutorials, and basically I didn't know how to program, I didn't know how to do the art or anything like that, and I was really learning as I went. So that was a process of discovery, and I start, I've, I guess, you know, that's still the, the the big part of the process for me. But as time goes on, I start to feel a little bit more of a sense of uh, mastery and. I guess the, uh, the, the types, the, the, the scope of my projects can get a bit more adventurous, it can get a bit more, um, I can try more experimental things because I have the confidence to, to think that I can
0: pull them off now. And are you still focused on solo development or are you looking to also maybe do it in a small team?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm collaborating on one game at the moment. Uh, I, I do think that uh, when you move beyond two or three people making games, there is something of real importance that's lost a certain amount of uh, nimble uh, agility, I guess, the ability to change creative tra- uh, track quite late in the, in the process. So, so that's something that I think is super important. M- most of the best games, in my view, have been made by very small
0: teams. And, you know, since Too Many Ninjas, can you talk about how you've, you know, expanded or used the Internet to get testers and feedback? I mean, has, has your feedback system that you've used to refine and polish your games been the same since Too Many Ninjas? Or have you uh, changed changed certain methodologies to make it more? I think fun?
1: One, of the, one of the things that really brought me in to thinking that I could do this was the uh, supportive community on uh, TIGSource uh, back Back when I put out too many ninjas, and that—that was uh, my—that was I was really relying on that community uh, for a while. Um, But yeah, as I say, I mean, there's a lot has changed since then, um, and many of the people who were there have moved on, um, and there are many new services now. And I think one of the things that's really replaced those sort of forum-based systems is Twitter, which has been incredibly crucial for uh, indie game developers.
0: Yeah, and. Do you aim to make a game every few months, or what's what's the timeline for development of most of these games? Since well, I you also on. mentioned you the, have, that you have a date
1: yeah the the university, too. right? So I, I, I you know, I, I'm not under pressure to make a game um, on a particular timeline. So what I do is I wait until I have an idea that I think that would be fun and interesting to 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 do. Um, now that could not be every month it can be every six months. I do spend a lot of my spare time thinking about games just because I've always loved them.
0: Okay. And um, you know what suggestions then finally would you have for other indie game developers looking to make interesting or innovative games or even make um, kind of compelling games that can get IGF nominated while they have a day job?
1: Well I think focus on doing something different from what everybody else is doing. If you want to uh, uh, make games as a, as a hobby that people are interested in and that will have an impact you're not going to have time to make the most polished the most impressive 2D platforming game or the most polished first person shooter so you're better off trying to escape from established genres uh, I think it's fine there are a lot of great tutorials on the internet teaching you how to make games fine to follow those at first but once you get to making your own games you need to branch out
0: Okay. And finally, um you know what are your favorite games? Do you have any favorite you know, you mentioned that some of your favorite games have been done by very small teams. Can you talk about your favorite games? Are they single player multiplayer stuff like that
1: uh, yeah my my I too many to list too many to list sure. but uh, many of the ones that i I love are uh, old uh, uh, arcade games um, Old shareware games. There's a game called Pyro Two by uh, Michael O'Brien, who now is the head of uh, ArenaNet, makes that makes guild, guild Wars. It's an old uh, ASCII game. It's sort of like an action puzzle game. It's one of my favourites of all time. I loved uh, Marble Madness. You know Karateka. Those sorts of things. Oh I still have a love. I play modern games. I've uh, was a major I had a major Dark Souls problem this year, um, and I love I love those games too. But I I just think that some of the best inspiration, the, the kind of, uh, the, that sense of passion, um, is, is more visible in the
0: small teams. Yeah, And where can listeners find out more information about your games uh, and potentially play them?
1: So all of my games are on my website, which is uh, at foddy.net, F-O-D-D-Y.net. Um, so I encourage everybody to uh, come by my website and have a look.
0: Cool. Uh, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks very much. Take care.
1: Bye. All right. Bye.